At the end of the day, if you want to hack your brain for peak performance, here's what you need to know to hack it. Consistency is king. Welcome to the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high-leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher-leverage action today. Hey, elite leaders, let's talk high-leverage psychology. Today, I'm sharing how consistency can create peak performance. I'm unpacking three key areas and showing you how to create more consistency, plus why it works to maximize and optimize your performance. Imagine being locked in a pitch black box. You can't see, hear, or feel anything. All you get are electrical signals buzzing around. Sometimes the electricity zaps the floor you're standing on. Sometimes the zaps are mild buzzes and they don't really hurt. They might even be interesting. But other times, the zap packs a big punch. At first, it feels random, but then you can make out some patterns. And the more you know the patterns, the more you can figure out where to stand so you don't get zapped. Eventually, you figure out a very particular dance you can do to avoid the big bad zaps, and you can even choose the little interesting buzzes sometimes. You know, just for fun. According to Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, neuroscientist and author, that's exactly what your brain is. It's locked in a dark box inside of your skull. And it has exactly one job, keeping you alive. And most of the calories that our brains consume, we don't even realize what it's doing. Because in the background, your brain is getting lots of signals from your eyes, ears, nose, mouth, and skin, and from all over inside your body. It's balancing everything from your body fat to your blood sugar. It manages your hormones for waking, sleeping, and focusing. It's managing your lungs and heart to keep you breathing and alive. And it's managing your energy and focus. All by making predictions. Your brain uses every past experience you have to try to figure out what you need. It's calculating your needs right now. And for the next 12 seconds, 12 hours, and 12 days. Even beyond that, our brains make predictions for different seasons of the year and seasons of life. In other words, your brain is kind of like a social media algorithm. It's trying to figure out what to feed you and how to keep you engaged and thriving in life. 
Of course, social media apps just want to feed themselves. Your attention is their food and oxygen, not to mention the product that they sell. At the end of the day, if you want to hack your brain for peak performance, here's what you need to know to hack it. Consistency is king. Hey guys, so happy you're listening to the podcast. You know I don't run ads or do any sponsorships, so the only ask I have is that you help me spread the word so that more people have less stress, handle issues quicker, go further, and feel more fulfilled in work, their relationships, and life. The only way to do that is to get the podcast out to more people. The one thing you can do is leave a rating. It takes just seconds and teaches the algorithm to recommend it to more people. If you're feeling generous, take another five seconds and drop a quick comment in the reviews. It would mean the world to me because all I want is to help people be better and live better. It could make all the difference to someone else. When your life is engineered for peak performance, your brain knows what to expect and how to keep you running in tip-top shape. Your brain and body get exactly what they need when they need it. So you can get more done in less time, make bigger strides with less effort, and accomplish great things. Side rant, this is where stuff like coffee, energy drinks, and sugar can really mess with high performance. Because coffee and energy drinks suppress the signals that your brain sends and receives from your body. And sugar creates spikes in glucose and insulin that can make it hard to predict and keep you energized long term. In other words, people often use coffee, sugar, and energy drinks to be able to focus and perform in the moment, but they may pay the price later. Let me explain. It's all about resources and how your brain manages them behind the scenes. Think about it this way. When people don't know where their next dollar is coming from, or if they can pay their bills, they drop into a mode that I like to call foraging for survival. Everything becomes about getting their next dollar so they can pay their next bill. There's no bandwidth to figure out how to make consistent money, consistently pay their bills, and have more left over. As soon as they overcome that hurdle, their brain shuts off panic mode and their motivation disappears. They're no longer in that forage for survival mode until it happens again. The next big bill shows up. In fact, decades of sociological and economics research has pointed to beliefs and assumptions that keep people poor. People caught in these cycles often believe they won't have enough money later. So it's best to spend what they have now. Sounds backwards, right? But in a world where who knows if the next dollar is coming and where they'll find it, where the motivation to get resourceful comes from having nothing, it's actually kind of logical. And it pushes them into a cycle of seek, spend, deplete. I'm going to say that again because it is so important. Seek spend, and deplete. Because here's where expectations are a huge motivator. Expect something will work, you're likely to go for it. Expect it won't, you're likely to set it aside or forget about it. So when the expectation is that money will get depleted again and again, it doesn't make sense to save or figure out how to generate more on a consistent basis. It's a vicious cycle. That's also what happens when people make a habit out of using coffee, energy drinks, and sugar to keep themselves awake and focused. It may work short-term, but they're teaching their brain to assume there's nothing in reserve. 
and who knows when the next payday will happen. Seek, spend, and deplete. It's the difference between a hunter-gatherer tribe and a village that grows their own food. Hunter-gatherers often roamed around into the wilderness, and they couldn't save much for the long term, because it wasn't necessarily consistent or predictable. Seek, spend, deplete. So why bother? But once people could grow, harvest, and save food for later, they could stay put and build not just villages, civilizations. No more seeking because they could grow. No more overspending because they could save. No more depleting because they planned ahead. It's the same for your brain and body. Your brain is constantly trying to budget your resources. When your brain doesn't know when it will be fed and if it will have enough nutrition to keep you running smoothly, it starts to cut corners, which often feels like exhaustion, not being motivated, and struggling to focus. On the flip side, when your brain gets consistently resourced, it has everything it needs to power you up right when you need it, and it can budget well to keep you organized, energized, and going. In a way, our brains have a similar two modes. A hunter-gatherer mode that sometimes chases food hard, eats it up, and then is depleted. That save, spend, deplete mode. And the second mode is much more like a village with farms that is consistently well-fed and can turn their attention to creating more and building empires. Grow, save, reserve. Performance isn't something you can force yourself into. It's a result of conditions and conditioning. Hey everyone, digging the insights? Here's what you can do to spread them to more people. Leave a rating for the podcast right now. It's a tiny act and takes only a couple of seconds, but it's a huge help in sharing the best insights with more people, which means the world to me, because all I want to do is help more people overcome challenges faster, unlock their potential, and feel more fulfilled in work, relationships, and life. It could make all the difference to the next person who finds the podcast. When your brain can reliably expect it will be fully resourced, it can be conditioned to sustain long-term peak focus and productivity. Otherwise, your brain may have to fall back on trying to make sure you get the resources you need. And that ends up splitting its focus and pushes you into that cycle of seek, spend, deplete over and over again. One quick caveat. I know there are moments where an athlete, musician, or entrepreneur may want to spend every last ounce of effort they have to leave it all on the court. Being able to do that over and over without burning out is the name of the game. And the way they do that is by helping their brain learn that there's plenty of recovery resources waiting for them on the other side. There's a piece of having that reserve, having that expectation, which comes from consistency, that on the other side of leaving it all on the court comes this moment, this time that they'll be able to recover, that the resources are there on the other side waiting for them. So let's talk about three basic ways you can create the conditions and condition yourself to be overflowing with resources so you can make big strides for days, months, and decades. Here they are. Number one is consistent nutrition. And this has to do with a few different things. One of them 
which there's a lot of conversation about, and I'm sure you can go and learn more about elsewhere, is what you eat. You know, a mix of macro and micronutrients and not eating the kinds of things that negatively affect your energy levels. A second piece, which is just as important, is when you eat. Eating roughly the same time, roughly the same amount on a daily basis. Paying close attention to when you crave or miss eating or meals is actually really important here because sometimes people crave carbs, sweets, or comfort food to try to manage their stress. Sometimes people skip meals when they feel worried or feeling the pressure. And all of those can have a negative effect on that kind of consistency. Number two is consistent recovery, which includes both rest and breaks. Starting with rest, sleep is absolutely critical to performance. At the highest levels, athletes like LeBron James can spend an average of 12 hours sleeping. Why? Because sleep is when the body repairs and prepares itself. Some people pride themselves on how little sleep they get, but that's backwards. Everyone's body is different, and getting the right amount of sleep for your peak performance matters. And one of the ways you can figure that out is try to add a half hour or an hour of sleep and see how you feel. Do that for one or two weeks and notice what your optimal level is when you might oversleep or undersleep and what that kind of Goldilocks zone is for you. The research on how much sleep people need is an average of eight hours. But here's the thing, that isn't a universal because some people need six and some people need 12 in order to really perform their best. And it's really important to recognize that the more you push your brain and body, the more sleep you may need, even compared to your typical self or your younger self. How your body makes the most of your sleep also matters. Because if you go to sleep and wake up at different times every day, or even at different times on weekends versus weekdays, it can actually disrupt the quality of your sleep and your recovery. So pay close attention to how much sleep your body needs and It's really relevant to highlight. It's often just as or even more important to set a bedtime alarm, a time that you're getting ready and going to bed, than just a morning one so that you can make sure you get that consistent quality sleep and recovery. The same goes for breaks, taking time throughout your day to let your brain and body rest. Ideally, that's not watching TV, but getting some movement if during the day you're sitting in a chair or maybe being still if you tend to move a lot during the day. For example, if you're spending most of your time sitting at a computer, then being able to have some time where you look out really far, like into the sky over a horizon or, you know, kind of into a view, but obviously not directly at the sun, that could actually be really helpful and meaningful to help make sure you're getting that recovery, that rest along through the day so that you can keep your peak levels as much and as often as possible. Number three is consistent focus which is also sometimes referred to as flow. Now there's tons of research on high performance focus. And I wanna just share a few quick points to help you understand the basics of really getting into peak performance. Number one is that this kind of focus, this flow happens when your brain is engaged, curious, and challenged. But like Goldilocks, not too much and not too little. We're in flow when we work on a task that takes up our full attention. Anything that pulls us out of that focus carries a big cost with it. 
And that could be whether there's tons of stress or pressure that might distract you, or it could be something like notifications on your phone or emails, or even people in your workplace coming up and trying to grab your attention or asking you, even if it's a quick question. Keeping a clean and clear space can also be a critical part of having this really optimized focus. Having a productivity-enhancing environment means eliminating as many distractions and interruptions as possible. And that might include things like putting your phone in a different room, having a minimalist desktop setup, and keeping your workplace clear of clutter. Even your desktop and browser tabs can be a distraction. Make sure you have everything you need in arm's reach. Having to get up and grab a pen, a notebook, or search for an email can also become a distraction that breaks you out of focus. Consistent focus really comes down to a few basic principles. Doing one thing at a time, making sure that everything else is put away, set away, or goes away, and making your space clear and ready for you to focus on that one thing. Then comes the conditioning part. When you set yourself up to be fully resourced in a steady, dependable way, your brain can give you everything it's got. For better or worse, most people don't create this kind of reliability. Whether it's their food, sleep, or focus, they aren't setting themselves up for peak performance, which means when you do, it gives you a competitive edge. And if you want to compete with the elite, recognize their competitive edge over you might just be these three keys to peak performance. So go and level the playing field. Because if you do what 99% of people do and expect 1% results, you're setting yourself up to be deeply disappointed. And on that note, I'll see you next week. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.